marriage is such a huge topic that we don't talk about and we think that when we look at marriage you know we think to compare it to scripture but marriage today is absolutely nothing like scripture whatsoever for example um a spiritual marriage is when two become one right and you know what that means so that's how the first covenant you know adam and eve came together but then you start to see some differences right so it was like for the first couple of generations that's how they did it you know a man and a woman came together and that was it now once the covenant got passed down to Abraham right it was pretty much the same however this was like a real kind of like not ordained marriage because all of the marriages in scripture I won't say all because maybe that, that's a far stretch because some marriages like for example Jacob with Leah it was like it was supposed to happen obviously but not really so that goes to show that when we run too fast you know to, to do things to bind ourselves in certain things um, it does have repercussions you know, and even though, as per usual, God uses man's evil for good, there's a lot of circumstances, especially in scriptural context, that <laughs> those marriages, they could have been way better. You know, and if you notice a pattern, this is my main fight with Hebrew Israelites, the main pattern in the scripture is when people started to add people to their marriage right that's when you really start to see shit hit the fan and that goes to show that that's not the covenant the covenant is one soul with another soul coming together and that's it right it's not multiple people operating this one vehicle you know um, marriage is something that we look at we look at it on TV you know in magazines on Instagram now it's like they keep trying to make marriage seem like this thing that you have to like work for or that you have to go outside of yourself to obtain what that what I'm trying to say is is that it's like okay well you need to have six figures you need to have a nice body you need to have a nice smile you need to, you need to have all these different things to get married and that's not true that's never how it was society did that and that's why so many people who dwell in today's societies are not married because we set so much unrealistic expectations on this other person, you know, that is like, okay, well, even if they have uh, 
eight out of ten on your list, you're still gonna dub them because they was missing those little two things. Which, if you was being real, them little two things were superficial, right? So now you're not married because this one person is missing two little tiny things. This whole human being missing two little tiny features, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to like give it a try. You don't want to be with them. Nothing. That's very dangerous. You know, that's very dangerous because that's why so many of our women, especially, are single. That's why. I have a lot of friends where they have this outstanding list what their man should be, what he should drive, where he should work, how much money he should make, all this whole list. And none of them is married. None. And that's not to say that you shouldn't have, you know, standards, of course. Like, you don't want to be dealing with somebody who, let's say, for example, already has an addiction, already has, you know, um, just 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 some things that are burdens in a way. It's like, okay, we could be friends and stuff, we could be cool, but as far as a marriage, I can't handle that burden. You know what I mean? Like, we need to start just being a little bit more honest and a little bit less shallow because then we will start to see so many unions so many partnerships I mean if you really want to be real when you sleep with somebody you make a you make a covenant with them that's just really how it goes and it's a lifelong covenant so all the people that you've slept with and, and it makes so much sense because like if you see this person years later you never spoke to them ever again after that and you run into them it's like, oh, hey, like it's, it's awkward, right? Yeah, because that is one of your virtual partners in marriage. And when you neglect that person, let's say, for example, because, you know, there's certain marriage laws. So if you stop talking to that person, deny them of sex, deny them of attention, whatever it is that you try to deny them from, and let's say they get bitter and they get mad at the soul connection, that's how you'll start to see, like, for example, um, spirit husbands and things like that, where these covenants, this other person turns into almost a succubus, incubus type of spirit because they have been abandoned. And what I said, every single person that you engage with on that level now becomes your spouse you are never to abandon your spouse that's all that is in scripture but because our society has made us really fucked up and like really okay with being fucked up is like that's why this whole shit just be going crazy that's why nothing makes sense that's why nobody ain't together this whole shit just be going crazy because we're doing things out of order and I can't sit here and act like if I'm perfect and holy because I be doing the same shit. Or at least I used to until I finally called myself out. Like, what are you doing? You want to be with this person forever? You care about this person forever? Y'all not even married. Y'all don't even live together. <laughs> like, how about you stop? That's why certain people... After you deal with them, they think that they still are entitled to your energy. 
because spiritually they're right. And you might say, well, you know, who knows how many people I, I haven't been with? Who knows? I, I don't, it's been years. But, you know, maybe I changed my life. Maybe, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to say. You have to pray. And you have to ask the Most High to cut all these soul ties. To cut them. And you have to visualize the Most High helping you cut every single soul tie. It, it doesn't even need to be attached to another person at the end like you don't need to visualize all of that because who knows who knows who knows if you don't you probably don't even remember their name what they look like but you remember the energy and that's all that's all you need to do this exercise visualize a bunch of strings going all out from i would say is it a solar plexus from your sacral all right, right above the root chakra, in your sacral chakra, all right? So maybe uh, near the belly button, a little above the belly button. Imagine a bunch of cords. I like to see minds as gold cords because I feel like even though I don't fuck with none of these people no more, it's still holy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still something that I chose to embark myself in so just because I don't want to deal with it no more that doesn't make these people bad or whatever once you've visualized these gold cords the next step is to in a sense, like maybe imagine a scissor. It could be a knife. It could be some type of divine tool or whatever. And I want you to just look at that divine tool, look at that knife, look at that scissor, whatever, and then really take in all these cords. You know, no matter how many cords it is, right? Like it's not, we need to move past judgment. And the best way to heal is to be vulnerable with yourself and be truthful to yourself, right? So if you know that you have a hundred plus cords, then you need to imagine a hundred plus cords. You know, like you have to be real because at the end of the day, that these are your soul ties. You know, if you want to keep uh, not being married, not having nothing going for yourself, not not finding somebody to settle down with, then that's your business. You can keep lying to yourself. But all you're going to do is lie to that person anyway. So why don't you just start with yourself? All right? So again, visualize these cords, okay? Visualize the scissor. Now, as you're cutting, okay, once you begin cutting your first couple of cords, you have to ask God, like, God, please... I ask you to cut these soul ties. Cut every single tie that was not godly ordained by you. And as you say that, you know, just imagine yourself, the most high, whomever, cutting all of these energetic cords off of you, off of your sacral chakra. 
all right? And now, if you visualize it in the way that I'm visualizing it, all these cords are kind of going to hang down, right? They're going to hang down by your your uh, hips or, you know, your lower body. Once you finish cutting every single cord, right, and even to a point to where you're thanking them, thank you, thank you for this experience, thank you for that time, thank you for, you know, whatever it is, after you've cut your last cord, you got to thank the most high, give thanks, give praise, give honor, and then I want you to call your energy back in. Okay, so all of these little cords that were hanging from you, I need you to visualize them kind of like reversing themselves back inside of you, taking your energy back, taking your power back, taking your love back, your time back, your dignity back, right? And then just sit there, just sit with it for a minute. And really just, again, give thanks, give honor. And then say, and so it is. Because it is now. You don't owe these people anything, not mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And now they owe you nothing either. Right? It's, it's very symbiotic. And even in a spiritual sense, you even set this person free too. Like that that's so beautiful. That's so it's magnificent. Then you gotta start thinking about well what does kingdom marriage look like? What is what is this marriage covenant? And you have to think to yourself, well, it's nothing like what we see today. It's more than just Instagram photos. It's more than just date nights. Sometimes it's just emotional nights, right? When your spouse is fucking all over the place, mentally, physically, they're drained and they just need you to sit down and maybe listen. Maybe not. Maybe they just want you to sit down and rub their head, rub their back. That's what a true marriage covenant is. It is the ultimate sacrifice to another person. Your time your energy, your love. And it's the greatest sacrifice because when you are in a God-ordained marriage, a God-ordained connection, you will begin to see that this is the way it was supposed to be. This is the greatest sacrifice I could ever make because this person sacrifices back for me too. This person gives back to me too. Right? The way that it's supposed to work out is your partner, your husband, right? The man is supposed to go to his future wife, um, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's either he goes for her or he sends for her, right? And in that moment, they decide... Mentally, physically, spiritually, yes. I want to do this with you. I want to be with you. And that creates the initial spiritual covenant, 
Remember, your word is bond. God is huge on word. So if you say, yes, you know, I want to do this. Yes, I agree to this. Then, and so it is. (laughs) You feel me? Like, it's not something that you could, like, just play games with. You can't just put your toe in, put your toe out, put your toe in, put your toe out. Like, that's why we have so much broken families now. Because we have broken spiritual bonds. And as you know, as above, so below. Right? So, if it's broken in the spirit, it's going to be broken in the physical. Like, it's just that simple. Um, After he sends for her after they agree to be with each other they can or usually they do uh like consecrate that marriage by being intimate you know um knowing each other and not only getting to know each other on the outside but on the inside as well And then, usually, that marriage covenant is so strong, so true, that not only are these people madly in love with each other, because, I mean, the couples in the Bible, most of them was madly in love with each other until they started introducing other people to their marriage, you know, until they started going out of God's ordainment, then... They was in love. I mean, it was romantic. You know? I think about um, Jacob, you know, loving Rachel, like, (laughs) loving her so much that he worked on her father's land for seven years just to have her. to be with her, just to marry her, you know, like, that's, that's mad romantic, you know, I think about David falling in love with Bathsheba from a window, like, damn, who that, (laughs) like, that's just so cute, you know, granted, they, all of these stories end up going crazy because, they didn't wait on God, which is a problem that I have as well. I'm just like my forefathers. I'm just like my foremothers. Impatient. Not trusting that God is going to do as he says he's going to do. Not trusting that no word returns to the most high void. Right? And that's when we start to get ourselves in these conflicts. But furthermore, um, you know, and and that's just how it's supposed to go. Straight up. Um, In the New Testament, you start to see more weddings. There was weddings in the Old Testament, too. Um, They would have, like, little gatherings and stuff. Uh, They would call it, like, wedding feast. Feast. So everybody would get together and eat food to celebrate the marriage or whatever. So, like, there's nothing wrong with being married legally, especially if if you're in a country, because we're supposed to abide by the rules of the land, right? So therefore, 
if we're if we're abiding by the rules of the land and the land says, well, okay, well, in order for you to get married or in order for you to be married, you need to, um, you know, get a legal contract or a legal document, then you must do so. You know, that's one of the things about us as Hebrews, us as Israelites going into all these different lands is like, yeah, we know what we know, but we also know that the Most High told us to follow certain rules. And honestly, if you are going to be with this person long term, you know, then it doesn't matter. Getting a marriage certificate is not a big deal. That's the least of y'all concerns. Why wouldn't you want to make it solid? Why wouldn't you want to have some type of um, something to fall back on? You know, a lot of couples, a lot of black couples, for example, they'll stay, they'll shack up for years. You know, they'll shack up for years. A lot of black couples, you know, a lot, a lot of people like to say that black people be single or unmarried, you know, in great despair, in great despairing numbers, which is true. But for the most part, a lot of black people are legally single, but are in these long-term committed relationships and they're not married. You know, they refuse to get married for whatever reason. I mean, at this point, I think it's stupid because it's the greatest psyops that they play on us. When you're shacking up with somebody and you're not married, God forbid if anything happens to this person, you get absolutely fucking nothing. You have no rights over their dead body. You have no rights over nothing. But you shacking up with this person five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not worth it. Because then God forbid if something happens to them or happens to you, people who is not inside your unit have so much control over, you know, what, what say, what say is so. So it's like shacking up is something that we, we used to from slavery because they took away our, our cultures, our understanding of the, of the word, our understanding of the Bible. But in actuality, we're supposed to be married. There's not nobody, there should be no black person that is an adult that is having sex should be unmarried. Like none of us. Seriously. Like, we all got to really be real with ourselves. And then we look at our society and wonder why shit is going wrong. I mean, something as simple as a marriage covenant, we can't even do. So how we expect the youth to be stable-minded? What stability do they have? They don't have no stability. So, like, let's be real. They're a reflection of us. They're a reflection of our deference from God, our deference from our laws that were written in our hearts. We know better. And if you do truly want to be single, if you want to live the life of a eunuch, that's fine. But you have to know, like, there's no sex involved in being a eunuch. You know, so it's like, well, what are we doing? (laughs) That's, that's my main thing. Like, what are we doing? What are we, like, where are we going with this? It's a, it's a shame to have to celebrate black love. That's, that's really sad. Like, I, I used to love that. Like, I was a major, major person on black love. Black love is this. Black love is that. Oh, yeah, it's black love. This and that. But then I'm like, wait, that's not sad. <laughs> like, love is love. 
Why is black love so significant? Because we defer the most in our bonds, in our partnerships. We have no stability. So when we see it, we like to honor it because it's so rare. And that's so sad. Especially as God's chosen people. You know, and then we do have those who do get married and then they're unhealed. They're unhealed. They get married. Granted, not it is what it is. Not everybody's going to be a virgin getting married. Is that preferred? Absolutely, because that helps you and your partner stay together because y'all learn all these different life experiences together. You feel me? So y'all just, it, it just immediately creates this sense of belonging to each other when y'all going through all these different circumstances. But most of us are not virgins. One, because we were never taught to keep our virginity as something sacred. And two, just, that's the, uh, what, what could we do? You know, sex is everywhere. Sex is even in the, the little Disney movies and shit. Like, it's everywhere. You know, it's like they, they've hypersexualized black people to the point to where it's like, what love? Everything is sex. So that's another reason why we're very careless with our virginity. Even men too. For some reason, men have this disbelief that they have a virginity. Yes, you do. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like they want you to be like little sexual ravage. Like, you know, they want us to be sex, uh, sexual ravish, ravagers or whatever. Like, just, just unruly people. And that's so far from what we were born and destined and created to do. As God's people, we're supposed to show the world the way. But we all fucked up, and that's why the world is fucked up. But that's why scripture says, come out of her, my people. Come out of the world. Because y'all got it fucked up. I'm not going to go there on this one, though. Um, Yeah, like, marriage covenant, especially these kingdom marriages that the Most High is working on, they have to be a reflection of God. So there is no cheating. There is no third parties. There is no second wife, third wife. There, there is none of that. That, no. That, that doesn't happen. Right? Like, that doesn't happen. That's, that's not allowed in the kingdom. It wasn't allowed in the first place, and God let it slide. God's like, all right, y'all, y'all did that? Okay, well, let me see how it works out. Works out horribly. Okay, no, we're not doing that anymore. People need to heal so that they can get married, so that they can have someone to love, to hold, to cherish for the rest of their lives. Who doesn't want that? It's but so much parties that you could go to. Is but so much uh, places around the world that you could go to. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what are you running from? You're running from that feeling of longing, that internal desire once you reach a certain age to naturally bond and partner with another person. So that's why we keep distracting ourselves. That's why we have all these sexual addictions. That's why we have all these drug addictions. That's why we have all these um, 
other types of, of abuse and emotional abuse and this and that because this is not in order. We're not moving the way that we're supposed to. And that's why our relationships fail as well. You're not supposed to be shacking up. Too often in our in our homes, in our culture, we see our family members, our friends shacking up. Just get married. Like, I don't get it. So y'all, y'all love each other enough to, to have sex, to eat together, to sleep together, uh, to, to have businesses and things like that together. But y'all don't love y'all, each other enough to get married. So y'all would shack up for five years and still not be married? Yeah, like, I don't understand it. And I I can't get into it because I I just don't get it. There was this one man um, who I thought I was going to marry. And I knew him, obviously, half my life, if not majority of my life and um we lived together for maybe uh, a year and a half two years and after a while I'm like well what are we doing because <laughs> it's, it's on some real shit and that's why women is always gonna bring it up because women know women have that intuition women have that inner knowing of no, some we need to move forward. This this is stagnant. This is not happening. But yet society makes women look bad for trying to put the pressure on their men who is so lost in this world. Our men are almost cowards because of what slavery has done to our ancestors. A lot of our men is absolutely cowards. They're not afraid to, to go outside and get shot. They're not afraid to go outside and 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 you know gang bang, uh, rob, steal, kill. They're not afraid to do any evil, but something as good and as holy as a marriage co- uh, covenant, they're afraid. Something as free as getting married, you're afraid. You need time. You need to think about it. So you'll commit to the same barber who probably talks shit about you. Tell tell everybody who, who comes and sit in a chair after you all your business. Your same friends who you would gangbang and, and give your life for will turn around and fuck your same girlfriend. But yet you're too afraid to get married. <laughs> child that that's that's psychological trauma that's not even that that's bigger than just the media it's big the media keeps it up the media keeps up the psychological trauma by showing men that they should continuously degrade their women have multiple women cheat on their women lie to their women it's like it's like well here's the destruction and then here's more destruction to keep you from rebuilding yourself you know, like it's it's really deep. It's really deep when you really think about how all this stuff is is designed, is designed to keep us in sin. But at the end of the day, even when they took our our took our word from us, when they took our scriptures from us, when they took our language from us, it didn't matter. We still had the word of God written on our hearts. 
So really, every every one of us knows better. That's the that's the all right. That's just it. Every one of us knows better. Every one of us knows how to be a great person. Every one of us knows how to be a great spouse. We all know how to do these things. Now, do we know how to like, you know, get it out? <laughs> you know, make this real, uh, solidify it. That's probably where we might struggle. Maybe because we haven't seen it before. Maybe because we never experienced it. You know, most of us didn't have married parents and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that we don't know better. We do. We do know better. But we choose to take easy routes out. And easy routes never prove to be right. Look how much of us have baby mothers, baby fathers who we hate. I mean, hate this person. But now we have a permanent child together. That's not normal. Like, who the fuck said that that was normal? That's not normal. That's not okay. I don't understand that. Y'all have a permanent child that y'all gonna have to share for the rest of y'all lives, but y'all hate each other? Is that how careless we are with our bodies? That we're just willing to sleep with any and everybody that is like, okay, yeah, well, we we, we just got a kid and we're gonna co-parent. Like, okay, granted, if you already have a kid, then that's fine. (laughs) Like, it is what it is. But if you don't have a kid or um, if you're about to have a kid now, like, really think about it. Can I make something work with this person? Because that's what really needs to happen. That's what really needs to happen. People really need to, like, really get over their fucking self. Because at the end of the day, you running away from your baby mother is not going to make the next woman any better. Unless, <laughs> unless you just really made a fucked up mistake. And fucked up mistakes come with fucked up consequences. But for the most part, every woman deserves love. Every woman deserves a husband. Every child deserves a, a husband man in their family, which should be their father. Like, we got to do better. As a society, we're doing, we doing shitty, and we so worried about everything else. We worried about COVID variants that they keep creating and creating the cures for. We're worrying about Russia, arguing with, with Ukraine, which is a part of Russia. Like, all the shit that we're worried about is dickhead shit because it really has nothing to do with us. And then we turn on these low vibrational movies. We watch low vibrational shows, low vibrational podcasts, low vibrational music. And then we wonder why our lives is low vibrational. I mean, it's clear to me, but. Right? Like, we really need to start being accountable. Accountability is something that especially colored people don't have. Because we, we got too accustomed to blaming everything on the white man. Which, granted, I'm not saying that we lying. <laughs> I'm not saying that we lying. Because it's true. It is true. The white man really has been our greatest destruction. However, now, it is not the same. It is not the same circumstances now. You're not in that type of physical bondage anymore. However, you remain in mental bondage and you need to free yourself. All of us, men and women. 
Let's even touch on women. Women have psychological trauma from slavery. How? Because watching the man, your man, your husband be emasculated, uh, you know, buck, bu- bucked, what is it? I don't know if it's buck banged or whatever. Um, you know, watching them be be spit on, kicked on, punched on, hit on. You know, this is supposed to be your your king, your god, and watching them go through that, and then you know the slave master now making you feel like you're better than your man or you're stronger than your man. But in all actuality, the slave masters was only a tiny portion nicer to the slave women because they knew that they needed them to continue continuously repopulate you know watching your husband for example have sex with another woman um during slavery like just little shit like that like th- that that is in our blood it is is coded in our genetics it's coded in our psychology but we have to release that now you know, and it's like they continuously make the standards harder and harder for us to get our shit together because every time that we gain a new portion of freedom, here comes a little taste, a little slither of mental slavery again. So when do we ever get ourselves together? Now. Now is the time to get ourselves together. Now is the time to start seeing these patterns, seeing this destruction in our communities. You know, that's why women don't have any respect for the black man. Black women have little to no respect for black men, whether they're in a relationship with them, whether they see them on this corner, whether they, they live with them. It's little to no respect. Why? Because it's too much traumatic psychology in between the two. And on top of that, when I look at black women, I look at the amount of strength that black women have had within the years that we came here till now. I mean, black women have always kept up the ball. They they very rarely dropped the ball. But now that they're getting tired, they're tired now. Now they're fucking exhausted because they've been holding up the family unit for too long by themselves. Why? Because they have made our men continuously to be cowards. Like, that's a problem. And I'm not saying that black women have the right to be disrespectful because no, you don't. But if she didn't have no father to teach her how to treat a man and seen her mother treat her father like a king, she don't know any better. She looking at you like the white man because you coming in her life, bringing the white man's mentality into her home, into her bedroom, into her womb. A lot of black men be acting like fucking slave masters. And I don't mean like, for example... You know, obviously, uh, like that, but a lot of black men come into relationships with abusive tendencies, with addictions and all kinds of other fucked up problems with baggage, a whole bunch of other women, a whole bunch of other children. Like, you know, the mentality is crazy. But once we really put the spotlight on that type of stuff, we could really start to see, okay, this is the problem. This is our problem. This is it? Okay, cool. Let's take it and run with it now. 
How can we fix this? How can we prevent this? How can we start rebuilding the kingdom of God? Everybody loves to talk about God this, God that, but nobody's married. If you're a grown-ass person and you're not married, what God are you talking about? Because even I had to check myself and say the same thing. Like, then you need to be celibate until you get married then. Because, like, what are you doing? God is not going to be in the midst of confusion. God does not exist in confusion. God does not bless mess. So if you can't keep the simple, 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 simple thing as a marriage covenant, then what shall God do for you? Maybe you'll get some coincidences. Maybe he'll take care of you because that's just how it is. If you create something, you have to take care of it. But to bless it, to give it your anointings, to give it your countenance, it needs to be on the same wavelength as you. And the least that we can do is come together, one man, one woman, and be married to form the image of God. Like, we really got to be real with ourselves. Straight up. Even those in long-term relationships. Long-term relationships be suffering. Even if they both working. Even if they both get in the bag. Even either way, it's going to suffer in some way, shape, or form. Why? Because y'all out of covenant. Just get married. (laughs) Like, it's not that serious. Why y'all so scared to get married, but you'll die with this person unmarried and then get nothing, have nothing? Damn, that's that's so sad. Oh. These kingdom marriages that God is putting together has to be right, straight up. So if you want to see the Most High bless you, bless your, your girl, bless your man, bless whatever... Bless your family, your generations to come, um, you know, your lineage, your genealogy, then you need to do things the right way because there was no character in the scripture that was not married. None. And if they weren't married, they never was dealing with somebody, which is a lot of prophets, for example. Jesus, for example. A lot of us love to say, God, God, and when we have to go up to the gates on judgment day, God is going to tell us, depart from me because I know you not, because you never knew me. You never did nothing I told you to do. The little simple shit I told you to do, you never did it. But you asking me to, to avenge your enemies, to, to, to bless you, to help you win the lottery, to help you do this, to help you. You want all these blessings and you can't keep one, one little simple covenant. Like we really got to start calling ourselves out. So that we can start healing and moving forward with our families, with our generations to come. Because this is not it right now. And if God's people is out of order, you can trust that the entire world will be out of order. Just look around. Seriously, just look around. We exist all over the world, right? They took us from our land and spread us out all over the world. Look at the world. Where do you see anything good happening? 
The only places that is cool, calm, and collective is back in our back in our home, back in our motherland. And even then, their problems is external problems. It's not internal problems. Their homes inside is stable, solid, committed. It's done. Any problem that the rest of us who went back home, who didn't get uh, trapped up in slavery, whichever one of us are still existing where we're from, they don't have these type of problems. Their problems are external, just like in the scripture. We have internal problems. Because we don't cut cords. We keep we keep in contact with all our exes. For what? What you want? What? You don't have nobody yet? Go find somebody, because it ain't me. Like we need, that's how serious we need to be with ourselves, with our bodies. Okay, yeah, we might have had a little past before. Okay, but now it's done, move on. You don't have nobody, you had a bunch of people when we was together. Why are you holding on to me? A lot of people wanna sleep around and then get married when they 30, 40, 50 years old. That's disgusting. So now you're bringing all these soul ties into your marriage covenant? No, keep that. That's disgusting. You all beat down, broke, tired if you're not broke, and now you want to get married after the fact? (laughs) Now that you all worth damn near nothing except sleeping and, and, and roll over dick, now you want to get married? That's disgusting and that's sad. Because we do it. Women do it. Men do it. And then we look at our youth and wonder why they they looking for home and family on the street. Because there's no home and family in the home. God's people have to rise up. We have to rise to the occasion. Because now is the time more than ever. So that's been my spiel on kingdom marriages and on cutting cords, cutting soul ties, which is major. You know, cut these soul ties, cut these connections. You don't need to remain in contact with these people. You really don't. Like, yeah, you could be friends. If I see you on the street, I hail you up. Hey, how you doing? But... That's about it. That's about it. Like, you go get your life. I'm going to go get my life. And that's it. Not holding on until until you're 50, 60 years old and now you want to get married because you've been trying to hold on to me and stop me from having, like, because you in my energetic field blocking me from other, other people. No, get the fuck out of here. Move on. So I can move on. <sighs> uh, this topic really pissed me off, if, I, if y'all didn't know. I, it took me two days to record this. I recorded it yesterday when I was on my way home from church. And now I'm recording it again, drinking some tea. And I'm still pissed off as, I, as much as I was yesterday thinking about this stuff. 
because it's so simple. You know, and then we have people who do want to get married, who do want to settle down, and then they they find people who don't. Or people lie. People say that they do, and they really don't. Just so they can have somebody for the moment. You know? Like... That's not my situation. My situation is the fact that there's people who I used to talk to who just won't let me go. They won't let my energy go. So I have to visual, I have to do soul tie cutting very frequently because it's like, it's like they won't allow me to go, move on with my life. And I hate that because I'm like, yo, I, I'm telling you to go live your life. Why are you like, leave me alone. I'm not understanding. But I'm ranting now. That's been my take on kingdom marriage and soul tie cutting. Um, Love you all. I I really want to see more weddings than baby showers, please. I'm tired of seeing baby showers. I can't lie. I'm really tired of seeing baby showers. Especially now that baby showers is, is almost the same price as weddings. It's like you might as well just get fucking married. Till next time.